Welcome to the Primetime Podcast. This is Dr. Chad Kuntz, your host. I'm a sports physical therapist, and I'm on a mission to learn what it takes to truly have the best health possible. I'm really excited about this show today, so let's get started. My name is Dr. Chad Kuntz. I'm a sports physical therapist, and kind of a special edition of our Primetime Podcast. We have gone completely viral and virtual uh, due to the every you know the COVID nineteen and everything that's going on, and we thought what a better time though to bring on some uh, really health and fitness experts. They, they've really got some amazing, exciting things going on. And while everyone's just sitting at home and it's a same old, same day, different routine, it's uh, odd for most of you. And yet, there's still so much we can do, and that's kind of uh, additionally why I'm excited to bring these two on because there's a lot that they can offer you even during this time when we're all kind of stuck at home. So. Uh, Brittany Xavier, thank you guys so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you having us on, man. We're, We're so excited. excited. Absolutely. So thanks for taking some time to swing on online. And I'm excited just for really everyone listening, uh, whether they catch this on the podcast, whether they're on it now, live now, to kind of hear a little, a little bit more about the way you guys approach really the fitness industry. It's a rapidly evolving industry. It feels like more than any other industry and it's always interesting to for me to hear local fitness experts and how they're approaching it. So right. let's kind of dive into, tell us just a little bit about who you are, give us a little bit about your background, and uh, let's just start there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, for those of you who don't know who we are, uh, my name is Xavier Peretta. And I'm Brittany, his wife. Yes, and we're the owners of Pump Fitness Studio. Um, we're right over here uh, on the Matthews Mint Hill line outside of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So um we were on track to open actually this month, um, next week actually. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> obviously due to the, the whole coronavirus thing, um, that has been put off. So we're pretty much expecting to launch here in a couple months, um, the physical location. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brittany and I, we've, we started in the fitness industry how long ago? Um, eight years ago, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, Probably about eight years. Yeah. yeah. And we've been, you know, really, I guess in the commercial side of things, uh, commercial fitness industry training on the ground floor in the trenches uh, with clients kind of thing for really the last uh, seven years. We, uh, we both, in, in saying that, we both grew up, we were very athletic. So I played competitive soccer my whole life. He was in competitive wrestling. Um, so we grew up with athletic backgrounds where we were coached our entire lives and stuff like that. So we've always been um, in that athletic kind of standpoint um, our whole lives. But then, but then we uh, decided to get into this because we were drawn to it naturally yeah, yeah so we met pretty much right after college yeah. and we you know we really met and started basically working out together um oh, i guess cool. so that was like our our first through our 10th date was in the gym <laughs> and nice. then uh, and then we ended up on a real date kind of thing but um but yeah i mean essentially we started uh we started our first personal training business um what seven years ago i guess yeah seven years ago yeah. and um you know we started off in some some uh private gyms and really just started off in the trenches with clients, working with a, a lot of different people um, and just just gaining a boatload of experience and, um, you know, just understanding of what, you know, people, you know, needed from a, from a coach, from a trainer and stuff like that. And we really it was it was always our goal to just take that and, and learn as much as humanly possible because mm -hmm. we knew it was it took that, you know, working in the trenches with people for you know a long time to really understand what people need, what the industry needs, you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I love it. I mean, working in the trenches, there's no substitution for that. You know, nope. there's so many people that are all of a sudden 
online fitness stars because they've got a nice ass or they're yeah. just like this new person that looks good yeah. and they do like these foo-foo based exercises but it really is working in the trenches making mistakes time in time out and learning from that and being open to learning and continuing to try to evolve to get much better at what you do and like i said there's no substitution i think that's what makes you guys really strong uh, and i'm excited to kind of transition that into this so tell me what have you guys created you've learned a lot in the trenches you've you've tried a lot you've progressed you've grown but now what have you guys created with the pump fitness studio yeah. So with, uh, <laughs> with Pump in the studio, I mean, we've been, uh, I guess, physically a year in the making at yes. this point. Yeah. So um, it was when we left the the old gym accounts that we really dove in and started um, putting together this system, this process, and uh, you know everything that had to do with with putting the gym together. Um, but with Pump in the studio, we wanted to. Our goal really was to just bring what um, bring to the table what you're just not seeing in the fitness industry and the training yeah. side of things. Um, there's, you know, number one, there's so much misinformation out there and, um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, there's a lot of problems that we saw, you know, a lot in the, in the industry, in the day to day operations of, yeah. you know, big box gyms all the way down to smaller operations and personal training studios and right. stuff like that. So just real fundamental problems that affected, you know, not only us as trainers, but, you know, our staff and, uh, as well as the clients. Right. So, you know, when we, when we left the gym accounts, we saw these problems and we wanted to fix them. Right. So with pump fitness studio, um, you know, I think the biggest thing about us is number one, we're a strength based training program, like across the board. Um, you'll see a lot of places that are I mean, in and out, you'll, you'll use weights, um, but it's a lot of like hit high intense cardio vascular work and you'll just hit it hard six days a week and you're in and out the door. There's not really anybody, um, talking to you about what exactly it is that you need or, or nothing's really personalized at all. It's just, um, come on in, hit a hard workout on the day to day. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter your health issues. doesn't matter anything. Just come on in and hit it. And, and that's, um, you know, there's, there's a time and a place for cardiovascular work and there's, and then there's a time and a place for strength training and stuff. And it really depends on where the person's at your age. I mean, there's so many things that go into why you're doing the work that you're doing. Um, yeah, that was like the biggest hole we saw. I think, I mean, even when we started our first business, um, you know, the personal training business, we saw this big gap that was like, you know, people weren't actually learning stuff. They weren't learning how to lift, how to move, how to, you know, translate, you know, real functional compound movements over to like real life, you know, uh, scenarios and, you know, just day-to-day activities and, you know, things like uh, being active outdoors and hiking and just like doing things with your kids and, and all that kind of stuff. We just, we realized that people weren't like really learning how to move. You know, so uh, we wanted to create a strength-based training uh, gym facility. Um, and it's it's so funny. I'll add kind of into that real fast. But it's funny how people think, like, the cardio is the win-all. And, like, you have to be doing just straight-up cardio work to lose the weight. Um, and if you have a weight loss goal, there's this, like, stigma that, like, weight training is not what you need to be doing. And and there's so much, again, misinformation on that backside of things. But with what we do, you will lose weight and things will, your health will um, 
be better and things like that, that all comes with the lifestyle changes that we make at pump. Um, and, and it's just, it, there's so much false information out there with, with what you have to be doing in order to lose the weight and be healthy and stuff like that. But we'll get into that's, that's in the pet peeves that we're going to talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. a little, a little later, but so, uh, no, I mean, I would say the main, the main difference between what we do and what a lot of other gyms are doing is we put a full coaching system in place behind our training program and behind our group training programs. Because here's the yeah. thing, like, you know, people, People like the community. People like the camaraderie. People want to be around like-minded people. Right. And they want to, you know, people feed off of that energy. And rightfully so. You know, so do I. Right. Um, would right. I rather train by myself or with somebody or, you know, a group of people that's just as motivated and, you know, pushes me to be better and stuff like that. So we knew we had to bring that to the table. You know, you need a community of people. You need a group training model that, that will work, right? So, um, but then you also need the individualization to the specific people in the room. And that's where we see yeah. a lot of other, a lot of other fitness businesses lacking, right? So you've got 40 people in a room together and everybody's running through the same stuff essentially. And the camaraderie is great, but the, you know, the specificness to the individual, it might not be what it needs to be for people to continue to make progress once they hit a certain point and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, having a, the, the coach in the room is the individual's private coach as well, right? Mm -hmm. And they run them through this back-end coaching system that we've been able to put together based on what we see people need on a day-to-day -day basis from like a yeah. practical application standpoint. That's what people need help with. That's what people need coaching with, right? So it's not just about the hour that they show up to the facility to get the workout in and do a great job. It's about Number one, keeping them safe during those sessions when you are running through strength training sessions. Um, and that's where the private coaching comes into play. Uh, but again, it's also managing the rest of their day. Your biomarkers yeah, and, and, and everything people. else um, that goes into play. Like It's so important to know how much stress somebody has, how much sleep they've gotten. Um, there, there's so many factors that go behind how you should be training, how you should be eating um, and stuff like that. And, and that's just not addressed enough. And so that's why. How do I unpack all of that? That was really good. There's like it's, so it's many topics yeah, I'm thinking about that I want to bridge off this, but we do, I have like two hours block. So who knows how long this would take? I know. We can exactly. just keep yeah, Let's with dive it. in. <laughs> There's a couple of things I've written down just so I would, I would go back and remember it. Yeah. And I think our culture has a lot to do with this. Like people are just busier than ever. So when they do want to work out, they want to work off that stress and they just want to go, go, go. And that's super high intensity, which is a mode of exercise, but it's commonly equivocally diverse in, in, every and almost every training facility right so it has a time and a place like you said but what about the kind of meat potatoes like workout use weight train hard in that facet of training yeah. it's certainly i could clearly say less commonly done and so i think there's got to be almost a cultural shift there and there's a psychological shift too because people want to go and just pound it out sweat it out and that sweat alone means that they had a lights out great workout and everything was perfect but that's yeah. the only subjective measurement that they're taking away from that workout was i sweated my heart rate was up must have been a good workout oh, and yeah. not that that's necessarily wrong and a great and again that's a time and a place for it right but i i don't know about you but I, i've had some good workouts where i didn't sweat like crazy 
but I was yeah. still getting the muscles to fire and still working out. But it's not like my heart it was crazy peak for that day. So the the basically the kind of rhythm that we need to follow right. uh, needs a lot to of be people... someone adhered to, kind of the periodization. Exactly. Right. Right. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is like the more you make progress, the more advanced you get. You know, you might not sweat as much as you used to. Right. Like so. So just upping the intensity and the volume just right. to meet that marker to measure your your progress during a session is a it's it's just it's the wrong that, approach. That and it's just it's so funny because we even do things like deload weeks. We make sure that we put recovery in your programming because so many people just want to go go go. They don't understand. I mean, we're we consider ourselves pretty high level athletes and we take Two to three rest days a week. Two to three rest days a week because that's what we need. It's like two days on, one or two days off, right? And people are like, how do you lose that weight? How do you get so like lean and cut? And I'm like, I take the proper rest that I need. Um, I, for one, have gone through health issues with um, using pro coaches when I was younger, trying to compete and do other things. And and I've learned kind of in that realm of things too, um, what to kind of look out for on my own, um, in the business, because I, I was given plans that grown men were given, um, that were completely different than me and stuff. And I I didn't really know why I was on the same plan as this dude or that girl, because I was a different person with a different goal in mind and different health needs. So, yeah. And really, I mean, there's two things with this. So from the training perspective, you have to have a sound training program in place, right? And you have to do programming your team, your business, whatever you do, there's, there needs to be a method to the madness, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it benefits not only the, the trainers and, and you know, the business, but it, the clients massively. Mm-hmm. And then the other part is the coaching, right? So when you are doing hard workouts and you are breaking down muscle fibers and you are you know, causing stress to the body, oxidative stress, right? Um, cortisol is elevated, you know, all kinds of responses are happening when you put your body through stress of training, right? So the coaching comes in when you have to learn and understand how to recover from that kind of training so that it works for your body and not against it. You would be, you know, you, you see this firsthand, you're on the front lines, right? So people come to us with, I mean, when we dig in for our assessments, okay, um, with a brand new client, okay. We, we see everything from not only injuries because of, you know, lack of direction and, and these movements and that movements, not only injuries, but excessive amounts of oxidative stress, okay, mm-hmm. excessive amounts of metabolic damage to the system, all right, excessive amounts of low calorie dieting, mm-hmm. all right, and, and it's, it, it gets people to a point where they're, they're literally dropping their metabolic rate, right, and they're right. damaging their systems further in the long run, yeah. and it, it's... What people don't realize is just hitting it hard every single day and keeping with the culture of go, 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 go. Right, um, right. Got to be checked into my class so that I can go sweat for 60 minutes straight. Um, you know, long term, it ends up causing a lot of damage to people's systems, right? right. Because there are extremes and ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So our job in our coaching system, our coach's job is to mitigate that. And to get get people to understand more about recovery and and what it takes outside of the training sessions right. to to make it happen for your body. I want somebody to learn what they need to do from themselves for themselves um, when they leave this building, like not exactly. just under my roof. Um, yeah. And and I want them to be educated, and I want them to learn like evidence-based information and, and, and background on things. Cause we, we are 
big on that too, is preaching stuff that's actually been scientifically like done in labs and, and, and researched and stuff and not just Googling answers. Um, There's a lot of cherry picked data out there. So, So, you know, part of our coaching program is teaching our clients how to interpret data that they see on things like the internet or that come up with conversations with their friends. You know, when somebody tries to go and advocate for keto for this reason or intermittent fasting for that reason, you know, we like our clients to be well equipped with the knowledge that, that they know that there are not cookie cutter ways of getting where you want to be. And everything is context Mm -hmm. and specific to the individual because you know, I'm more stressed than she is. She's more stressed than I am, but she gets more sleep than I do. It's and around and around we go. Everybody's Perfect. different. Yeah. And I tell my clients too, a great analogy of it is if I have a cup here, that's about all the stress my body can handle. But let's mm-hmm. say orange juice is the bad stress. Okay. But let's say I'm getting divorced. My business is tanking. I lost a, a father or something like that. With yeah. that cup, I might be 90% full with what I can handle, right? That that cup has 90% of the orange juice full. And let's yeah. say water is like the good stuff, the anabolic stuff, where you get a good workout and recover from that. I'm now down to 10%. So in that cup, which may hold 16 ounces, I might be able to put an ounce or two of water. So what does that translate to in my working out? Maybe it's three days a week, and maybe my intensity did, does drop, right? So I'm not overtraining, my central nervous system isn't shot, but I'm still moving and getting a good sweat. And that's where exactly. your individuality really has to come into play because that same person under the umbrella of culture thinks I still have to go six days a week. I still have to sweat. That person worked out harder than I did. They were able to do more jumping jacks. Shit, they were better than me. And then that causes a psychological cascade. Like, I'm just not meant to work out. So now what? Now I'm going to go eat comfort food and eat my ice cream tonight and this didn't work for me. And it's just such a slippery slope. But if you can provide them the right information and say, listen, no, you've got a lot going on in your life this isn't really necessarily a time to really make or break it and go towards our figure show or fitness show or something like that. You just need to maintain, slow down, rest and recovery needs to become a higher priority. And that's kind of like what you were saying. It's underneath the context of the individual. What can that person handle? Now let's say that everything clears up, the clouds clear up and it's go time. They got a job that they're only working 30 hours a week. They got getting more sleep and rest. And then they want to lose their 20 pounds. Hey, guess what? So now our orange juice just dropped down to two ounces out of 16, and we can really go after it. And that's, again, the timing is everything, uh, depending on where we're at within life. And they're not mutually exclusive. You can't just give everyone that cookie-cutter workout and then expect that they're all going to have the same best response. Each and every person going through the program could have a completely entire different uh, being uh, of what's going on in their life, including the stressors. So I think you guys nailed some awesome stuff on that. Yeah, I think that uh, it's just, it's so, so, so important. And I mean, one of our primary goals in Pump Fitness Studio is to just spread the right information and get people to understand that it's more than just showing up to a workout, you know, every single day of the week. I mean, it really, our average, um, you know, our our base average package is training here three times a week, right? And we don't need you here more than that. I don't need you to go check in to six six classes a week and come in here and run yourself into the ground. And no, I'm going to tell you exactly what's necessary to get to your goal. Right. Right. So, and you know, that ties into what I wanted to discuss the, the training protocol that we put our clients through. Um, the pump pump method is a system. It's a system of training. It's a system that we've put together. It's a, um, 
it's a, a format for our training sessions mm -hmm. inside of this gym, because we realize that, you know, you might have, you know, first of all, very important to cap your sessions. And, you know, again, 40 people plus is, is hard to manage very, for anybody. For one trainer. Yeah. Right. So, um, in a room. Yeah. I think that culturally that, you know, cer uh, certain businesses run their models different ways, right? We, personally believe in like dialing back the amount of people that are in the room um, so that it can be much more manageable for the trainer and much more specific to the individual. But, um, you know, we, we formulated what, what we wanted to call um, the pump method, the pump system. Okay. Um, so that involves the steps of the workout. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so our first one is prep. And that's just basically getting in the room, um, getting on a warm up of some sort, getting your body ready to go. Prep the central nervous system. Prep the central nervous system. Central nervous you know. system do do um, some warm up, and then we have prime. And Boom. the prime that's, portion that's of the workout. That's the second part of our workout, and and so that's typically where we'll um, you know we'll do primer movements, yes. right? Stuff that gets those secondary muscle groups activated and ready to to keep you stable in uh, whatever positions we're going to be training for that day. Yeah. Um, the workout will progress into the pump portion of the workout, and that's where we actually lift. That's where you're executing, you know, compound movement patterns, secondary movement patterns. Um, and it's, it's, it doesn't mean just cause we're using this method, it doesn't mean that you're doing the same amount of sets, amount of reps, right. like we, we periodize things, we, we change things weekly and, and stuff like that, um, based on, uh, progression with the, with the certain, um, session that we're, yeah. we're in. So, um, it, that, well, program, that can vary. programming will typically happen three months out is what we like to do. Yeah. We'll run strength training protocols, nice. um, for anywhere from two to four weeks. Yeah. We'll run hypertrophy training protocols, two to four yeah. weeks. Um, and then we'll run performance training protocols, right? And each group in the room again is working with a personal coach. Um, so they understand where we're at, you know, um, at each specific portion of the training session. Yeah. This way we're able to, you know, if it takes um, this woman and this man a little bit more to get warmed up and to prime up their central nervous system to get ready to train and execute, um, they might be doing something a little bit different than this group over here at the beginning of the training session, right? So having this breakdown allows our trainers to really dig in and be able to focus on each level of um, expertise in the room, right? Because yeah. there's always you know, a newer crowd or, or less experienced. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the training session, we definitely, you know, we don't, we're a strength training based gym, but we definitely do not write off the importance of aerobic and anaerobic uh, work, work and capacity, yeah. right? So the end of the training session is the ignite portion of the session. Um, and that can range from beginner, intermediate to advanced, depending on what your training program looks like with your coach, um, where what, you're at, what your specific focus yeah. is, you know, we could have some individuals in the room running some pretty high intensity interval stuff, um, EMOMs every minute on the minute kind of stuff. And then we've got some people in the room that are just doing, you know, a steady state focus, walking on the treadmill uphill and just burning that last bit of calories before they walk out of the room and carry on with the rest of their day. Right. But maybe they've been experiencing a, um, a different level of stress. Right. And we, instead of, um, you know, putting a focus on performance and hit training, we, you know, put them on some steady state stuff that they'll be able to uh, recover from. And right? the way, so. and the way that's, and the way that's done is that personal coach that exactly. they have is the one doing the, the session. Yeah. So that coach knows everything about them on the backside of things, right. yeah. which helps tremendously. Well, let me ask you, this sounds pretty unique. Uh, I don't know of any type of model that compares to this. Does that sound about right to you guys? <laughs> 
It's, yeah. you know, man, it's, we really, you know, we didn't want to, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. I mean, there are things that work and yeah. there is a time and a place for performance training and hit training and the, the fun stuff, the cool stuff. Um, but there's also a place for boring work and people need to understand that too. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, you know, the fundamentals are the fundamentals. They don't change. They're, they're called fundamentals for a reason, right? So, um, but in regards to the training program, I mean, the individuality of everything in the room is super important. So, you know, I mean, for example, let's say we're, we're in the middle of a strength phase and we have two, a couple different levels of expertise in the room in regards to our clients, right? Yeah. So, um, let's say we run through our warm up, we get through that stuff. We primed up some muscles, we're training legs. Um, and let's say we're going to do our compound movement patterns at the beginning of the training session because we want to utilize, you know, as much strength as possible, as much explosive power. So, you know, let's say we're training the squat. That's the first compound movement of the day. Okay. Well, everybody can't use a barbell. Everybody also can't use a dumbbell in front of them. Not everybody needs to elevate their heels, right? Um, some people need to elevate their heels because we need to create some artificial hip and ankle mobility in an effort to keep their spine neutral. Okay. Maybe they don't have as strong of a core. So the coaching is so yeah. important because when you, when you paint everybody with a broad stroke, yeah. you end up injuring people, yeah, right? Do. So, you know, for, for example, so for the first compound movement of the day, we will have a beginner modification, an intermediate modification, and an advanced modification for that movement pattern, mm -hmm. whether it's compound primary or secondary. We thought that was extremely important when we designed a training program for our clients um, because we allow them to be, you know, targeting what they need to focus on and not what this person over here needs to focus on because they're two years more advanced, right? Right. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of what I do is kind of find that sweet spot where someone can actually do something pain-free. And it sounds like that's really what the coaches are able to do, which is really great. And then you can actually help instill confidence in people when they're, they're trying to give it their best. And they're like, Jesus, I've been sitting on my tail for the past 10 years. I can't do that, you know, 90 degree squat, body weight even. It's like, fine, you know, let's find, let's find your level of your workout that's right for you, where you can keep that positive momentum. That's a huge differentiator for them because otherwise they're like, gosh, I don't want to be segregated if I can't do this, this squat. Everyone else is doing right. it. You know, there's like that right. social and psychological factor. But if your coach comes yeah. to you and it's like, hey, listen, no, like this is your squat. That's what you can do pain-free. That's it. And, you know, developing confidence in that. Now they're like motivated. Okay, my coach said this is totally fine for me and I'm going to keep working hard. So much of the big elephant in the room is psychological and social that is totally yeah. swept underneath the rug. And I think that's something mm -hmm. else that you're getting with that individuality and the coaching that's mm -hmm. often missed. And I've talked to so many people in, in different types of traditional group classes where they're nervous about, you know, stepping aside or having a modification. But if you got someone going around the room and kind of being that mentor and coach and be like, hey, let's let's see where you're at today. Hey, you're ready to bump up. And so what you're also developing with that is rapport and some sort of alliance. And that's some of the strongest stuff that I try to do as well as a physical therapist and sport therapist is develop that alliance and say, hey, I'm on your side. Like we're going to do this together. Which right. is completely different than a little bit more of like a, an RB an RB sergeant saying, "Hey, 10, 10, 10. and all of a sudden it's yeah. like you're up against that person, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask yeah. you guys. So I want to bridge off that. It sounds like you guys are certainly accomplishing a lot with this model of the pump and fitness studio. So I wanted to kind of have some fun and ask you, what do you perceive as the three biggest problems in the fitness industry, and how do you feel like you two are addressing those three problems with the pump fitness setup? Okay. 
Man, the three biggest problems in the industry. <laughs> it's it's funny because we take this question from all sides of things. So from like client sides, from a coaching side, yeah, um, and and everything. We kind of see that's fair. Everything, which which it all matters. It right. all matters. It all matters because um, at the end of the day, you know, even as like yeah. business owners, we're what's our goal? I mean, we're doing this to help people. Right. We're doing this because I know I can do it better than other people, and I can help people, right? Right. In my own way. And, um, so I, I mean, you want to address the client's side of things, the three biggest problems in the fitness industry. Yeah. I mean, you know, clients in generally speaking, people are not get equipped with the knowledge that they need to actually yeah. succeed. Yeah. People, yeah. People get sold yeah. on a three month training contract, you know, unlimited, come whenever you want. Um, all you got to do is check in and check out. Let me just take the discipline out of it. Mm. And if you don't feel like coming, you can just check out. Right. right. Yeah. right. So people get sold on this and you can change in three months and, but then, and then they're not equipped with anything else. It's just show up when you show up. Right. right. And I think that out of all the things I've seen, man, like, you know, clients not being equipped with what they actually need. Nice. And unfortunately you can't paint it with a broad stroke, right? It is going to require some individualization mm -hmm. to help people succeed because right. people are going through different things, right? I can be on a five day a week training streak, you know, and be crushing it. And then something comes up, you know, I lose a relative or I lose my yeah. job or something like that. Absolutely. And then, you know, how do you manage your health and your fitness then? Right. You know, um, so, you know, when we coach people, they ask the most practical, to, to us, because we do this for a living, because we're professionals, they're the most practical questions on a daily basis, mm -hmm. the most practical questions, and they're very easy to answer, typically, you know? Yeah. Uh, hey, do this. Hey, adjust this. Hey, send me a picture of that meal. Dude, cut that in half. Like, yeah. you know. Um, Super practical. And just practical stuff, yeah. and stuff that you can't get without having an eye in the sky. Without having a coach. I think coach that's the biggest take home I'm getting right now is the ridiculously good hands-on. We're right there with you every step exactly. of the way. Yeah. And you know what? It's not necessarily hard to your point, nor are the questions complex. It's just a matter about being there for someone and actually mm -hmm. caring. Yeah. Right? I mean, exactly. it's obvious that yeah. you guys care, that your, your people really get results. Let's be honest. In this healthcare world... Uh, it is a business and yes. it's a huge business, yeah. right? Yeah. So all of a sudden your, your big CEOs or whatever the big companies are going to say, Hey, we're going to just mass model this and let's just right. churn and burn. And you know, let's get just X amount of people with a ridiculously small ratio of X amount of people helping out. And I think that system is taken advantage of, uh, but what, what it sounds like you're offering, if I could translate it is that, that hands-on touch, the premium care, and I think the coaching is coming out to me as like one of your best strengths because you're not really letting yeah. them get away with everything or anything. And you've it got that alliance and you're yeah. answering even those simple questions, which they'd have to go dig and look up on YouTube or they might ask a friend. And all of a sudden, every step on the road, they could waver because they're not getting the information they need. But if you're right there, yeah. say, hey, do this. No, nope, do this. I mean, that's essentially what I do as well. I love that it's so parallel. Because it's yeah, a long journey, you know, to get someone to really move is. well, 
it's a it very is. long journey. And there's a lot it of is. potentials where they could fall off the road and then they'd have to get back on. But instead mm -hmm. of breaking inertia twice, like getting off the road and then getting back on, as they start to lean one way, you're catching them, pulling them back, which right. is stellar, I think, in the fitness and training program. Yeah, yeah. We, we are so passionate about making sure that our clients are equipped yeah. to handle everyday life and to handle bad circumstances how do you keep yourself healthy? Because when, when stuff comes up and mm -hmm. stuff will come up, I don't care who you yeah. are. <laughs> yes, it will. Um, always comes up. The yes, focus is no longer, or the focus no longer should be intensity and volume and just keep smashing my body. The focus now has to be your health management, mm -hmm. your stress management while you're dealing with whatever life has just thrown at you. Right. Right. So the coaching that's where that benefits people the most is when they get thrown curveballs mm -hmm. and they, they kind of like get thrown off, right? Where other people would just go off and binge and just like kind of forget about it. Right. Our people stay focused because they're getting those pep talks. Right. I mean, our coaching system, it's so vitally important to what we do and to our client's success. I mean, it, it quite literally involves touch points every single day with if, our clients. If that's needed. If it's, if it's needed, needed, we will do a touch yeah. point with you every single sure. day. That means a text or a call. Okay. Um, you need to meet with me in person bi-weekly for a meeting where we're going to track your key performance indicators in the training sessions. What are your key performance indicators? Most people can't answer that question because there's no coaching involved, right? Sure. Um, what do your metrics look like? You know, are you, are you, are you progressing in the direction that you signed up to? Because I want to make sure that, you know, these people are investing their time and their money, their resources into, you know, working out. Let's make sure they get a return on that and they get where they want to be, where they I want to go. You on that one. You know? I have to, because so many people will start on a direction and they might develop a good relationship with the trainer, but all of a sudden it becomes a little bit of a social hour. They might just completely unwaver. And let's say they wanted to lose 30 pounds in 12 months for a wedding or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. All of a sudden they're chasing down a rabbit hole and they're just doing some stretches every day and they mm -hmm. may not have the programming that's specific to their initial goal. That's, yeah. that's probably what I see is the most commonly missed aspect in the whole fitness and training world. It's just, and it, and it is a long road. So that's what happens, right? The, the bumps, life will happen, but yeah. to really stick from A to B and keep your eye on that the whole time is really tough. But I think one way you can really attack it is doing it like you guys are, is, is continuing to reassess and have that honest-to-God decision and, and discussion with them and say, hey, are we heading in the right direction? Like, are we, are yeah. we doing this? Or just continuing to outline what are our barriers? What keeps getting in the way? And maybe it's something different, but maybe it is something repetitive. Maybe it's nutritional. Maybe it's psychological. But nonetheless, right. I will guarantee you there, there will be at least one barrier that repetitively keeps getting in their way from A to B. And that again is where your coaching can come in and say, mm -hmm. let's, let's put on our coaching hats and figure out what will it take to overcome said barrier so we can truly knock out your goal. And again, man, it is so, I mean, listen, there's sometimes there's complex life situations where we really have <laughs> oh, to yeah. like kind of dig in with an individual and it's hard and it's gritty and, and it's like months of fighting. And then they come out on the other end, a good person, a different person. But sometimes again, it's so practical, you know, like, like we can identify limiting factors when you are being coached. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
I can think of a million right off the top of my head. Here's one. Um, dude, I cannot, I can't seem to stop snacking after dinner. Like at night, I just, I'm a sweets guy and I really just cannot, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if I, it's a common one. It's a common one. I I can't seem to get it together. Okay, cool. So, um, first of all, I want to like retake a look at your goals and we need to like understand like, why do you want to reach those goals in the first place? Cause you know, number one, first and foremost, if it's that important to you, you know, I know we're going to find a way to do this. Right. So let's look at your day. What does your day of food look like? Perfect. What does your day Perfect. of living look like? Yeah. Um, right. Hey, here's a suggestion. You know, that cho- uh, deep, dark chocolate, fresh raspberry yogurt bowl with a little <laughs> bit of uh, chocolate granola that you do as a midday snack. Uh, right. And it fits your calories. And we yeah. set that up for you in your nutrition plan. Why don't we move that to after dinner? Nice. Why don't we just, why don't we take that, that, that sweet, that sweet treat that happens to have 0% Greek yogurt in it. And it's packed with protein and it's got berries, uh, that'll help replenish your liver glycogen overnight to make sure that you wake up and you're ready to absorb some carbohydrates. Yeah. Right. Right? Um, right. Why don't we just move that little snack and let's put it after dinner. And that does absolutely nothing to your calories. It keeps your daily calories the same. So I'm going to keep your your um, your calorie intake and your and your you know how much you're burning the same. But let's crave that. Let's 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 curb that sweet tooth at as night. Long, as long as you're not falling asleep five minutes after, we're good. Yeah, good. you know, do it do it an hour and a half before bed. Yeah. But it's like you know, it'll give you something sweet to munch on. It's crunchy. You got a little bit, and it's like stuff like that. People are yeah. like, oh man, like that was really like good. I should like, have I, done, you know. I should have done that. Yeah, <laughs> and it was so easy. <laughs> right. Minor like, adjustments, right? Like, yeah. Again, it's a lot of minor adjustments. It's uh, yeah. If you're trying to bowl a strike, you're just trying to keep them within the lanes. Exactly. Right? Just, it's and like, hey, hey, you're heading too to... far right. Let's just bump you back a little bit. But it takes um, almost like you're you're molding, like you got this big bar of clay and you're molding it into a person, yeah. right? It takes like those little intricate. Let's just shave that just right. Yeah. Let's just yep. shave that just right. But that's a, a high level of of hands-on touch versus just mm-hmm. like you know, the traditional hack it away, push them out next. But it's not all that complicated, which we keep coming back to, but it's more about the ability to adjust even the minor details and to be willing to go that far too, which again, um, really no substitution for care, compassion, passion, hard work, willing to go the extra mile. And that's, you know, continuing to hear uh, what I'm hearing with this conversation. And I want right. to kind of piggy bank or piggy bank roll off of that and, and ask you guys, I was thinking about the pet peeves. So with that, with all that being said in the fitness industry, what, what would you say is kind of like your biggest pet peeve that's sticking oh, out? God. You guys have kind of <laughs> seen it. Oh man. You've seen it from all angles. So let's just have some fun and kind of throw that out there. Uh, yeah. Pet peeves, man. Oh I'm going to let her answer this one. We've, Oh, oh Chad. I can I can sit here all day with you. Do we need to tell people to like log off right now? Like hey, if you're watching, I, I tell you right it's about now, to become R rated. I'm literally one of those people on Instagram and stuff like that. When I see things, um, I'm just a very honest person to begin with, and I'm a very honest coach, an upfront coach with somebody. I'm not. I don't hold back. Um, the people I coach know how I am. Um, they know that I'm going to be super transparent with them. Um, obviously everybody's got a way that I have to speak to them and I have to take each client, but, um, I'm just very, very upfront. So when I see things on social media, because that's really, it's, it's a big, big issue 
as much as technology has its positives, um, the social media aspect can get really, really bad with, um, again, misinformation um, and people like social media influencers who have no idea what what they're actually doing because that realm of things, fitness isn't their profession or realm of things. They just like to blog about it and, and their experiences with it. Um, things like that really, really tend to irk me because there is so much misinformation out there telling people to do certain things. Um, for instance, the other day I was on, um, Instagram and I saw a local influencer who has 16,000 followers. Wow. 16,000 followers. They're influencing. Tell everybody that they needed to intermittent fast like her because that's she gets her most cut and leanest when she intermittent fasts all day long. I and know, I literally like I literally just like jaw dropped like are you serious? There she has no again that broad stroke. She has no idea what somebody is going through. Right. She hasn't t- asked anybody what their health markers are. Right. Nothing. She has just prescribed everybody to do what she does that works for her, yeah. which she doesn't even really. I mean, to be honest with you, probably doesn't even know in the long run what that's doing for yeah, her. Yeah, let's let's elaborate um, on this. Yeah, because this was you know this she she I heard all about it. I saw yeah. the post. And it was just extremely disappointing. It really, really was. Um, intermittent fasting, full disclosure, has its place. It's a trend. Right. It, it got to be a trend. It's cool. Uh, a lot of people pretty much do it and they don't realize it. Okay. Right. Uh, that would be the, the the amount of time that you're going to not eat anything. Okay. Typically done overnight. So let's say 8 p.m. I ate dinner. And I'll eat breakfast at 8 a.m. But, but some what? people That's will take it. Some people will take it to like bigger extremes sure. and, so, and bigger amounts, um, and only eat like one meal a day, and then fast the whole rest of the day until the next day. 16 hours, 20 hours. And Typically, you see it done in increments. And that's kind of what she was go- getting at: was I only eat like once or twice a day, and then I will like fast around the clock, but I'll beat myself up with workouts in between and all this other stuff, and I'm just like. So the problem is you've got a prominent female influencer with probably a lot of other females that are young and might not know a lot about this realm, right? And they're going to take that and they're going to start fasting. But there are any advice you give anyone, there are going to be physiological implications, you know, just as well as we do. So physiological implications being, um, yeah, we could say hormones, uh, we could say stress, right? We could say stress hormones. Um, I'm you know. I'm I'm actually working with a doctor in New Zealand right now who is a research doctor, um, and I'm actually taking her course because I wanted more education on women solely, um, and I wanted to um, specialize with women's like health and fitness and nutrition. So that's what I'm actually doing currently, and I'm learning a lot. I'm actually almost done with the course, but she is one of the only doctors around the world who has studied women in labs with their hormones, um, with training and nutrition. And I find this stuff super, super interesting. And, you know, I'll just, I'll just come out and say it. Keto and intermittent fasting are the two things she tells women not to do. Not to do, doesn't work for women. And there's science backed information on that. So just having the education and the background that I have with this stuff to see, to see a girl 
telling 16,000 followers who are probably mostly women to intermittent fast because it gets you cut and lean the fastest. Um, and that's what works for her. And she doesn't, she's just taking it super out of context, not knowing what anybody else's backgrounds are or anything. It just, that kind of stuff really. Well, and it's like, all right, so really what happens me. when there's no context? What happens when there's no context? Maybe you have a 16 year old girl who follows her and happens to be body conscious and she starts intermittent yeah. fasting, starts with 12 hours. Um, she drops some weight, not because of the fast, because she's not eating as many calories on a daily basis. Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe she stalls. What does she do at that point? Does she increase the fast amount? Right. Does she right. increase to 16 hours? Right. What happens then? I'm guessing you'll probably see a cortisol response out of that over anything else. Right. right? And what a lot of people don't realize is particularly with intermittent fasting, the data is prominently been done on men. There's not a lot of data a to lot, support. A lot of data has been done on men on most things. Actually, there's not there's not a lot of data to support yeah. the the um, positive influences of you know longer duration intermittent fasting with women in particular, especially women athletes. So there's just so much not background that. to it that and and like stuff that. You just don't go telling 16,000 followers to do. It's just a lot of, and this is how people think, oh, keto worked for Karen. Right. And so right. I'm going to do it. And, and then like their hormones get thrown off and all this other stuff. I mean, I've seen constant um, hormonal issues with women and that's what has made me actually, um, cause I, I went through hormonal issues. I've talked to you about that, Chad, um, before. And, and I did because I was working with coaches that treated me like I was a, a male and had the same hormones as a male and, and was trained and, and, right same nutrition plans and I was dieted down so hard while training so hard and it just it threw my whole body off so I've been through it um and just to have that background and and know everything right. like I know right I just when I saw that that's a huge pet peeve of yeah. mine. well I had um we got a couple of questions from Marta that I want to throw at you and I think what yeah. you just said well, lend itself well because you've even got a little bit of a personal touch into this. There's two questions I want to ask you from her, and I think they're really appropriate. These are probably questions that people are going to want to ask anyway, so I want to ask for her. So first off, she asked, if your limiting factor is a medical condition, kind of like we've talked about before, how barriers will come up. Um, she quotes, if a limiting factor is a medical condition, are you two prepared to assist multiple conditions and do you work with their physician? So we, if, it, if something is out of our scope... We 100% have a network of doctors and physicians that and we work thing, with, including mean, you. That's, yeah, we're uh, here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> including Dr. Coon yeah, with so, Prime Movement. <laughs> and we, we never step out of our scope. If yeah. it's something that's beyond our, our profession and what we handle, we always, always outsource and, and yeah, go Going back network. to pet peeves, um, it's when you see a inexperienced individual handling anything that's out of their scope. Right. So, you know, we've referred people to you because of, um, for issues that they need to see a qualified sure. doctor. About, right. Right? Um, right. And then, you know, there's times, I mean, we're all nutrition specialists. Yeah. Okay. We work very closely with people on nutrition, yeah. but there are times cases when we, it, we cannot there's touch too the much mental. There's too much psychological mental stuff with it. Um, you know, and there, it, with nutrition and with fitness, I mean, we've, you know, 
if, if we have to outsource somebody to go to a physical therapist and even if they can't, you know, it gets into like, I think, I think the biggest part of with personal trainers and coaches, the reason why they're so scared to do that is because they think they're going to lose a client. But to me, that makes you, that makes you more reputable. That makes you a better person with your profession. If you're outsourcing to a network of doctors and stuff. So, so people, so for anybody listening, that's a trainer or a coach, please outsource your stuff to people that know what they're talking about if it's outside of your scope. And spend time building your network. Yeah, that's super, super important. But to answer her other part of the question, if we're working with somebody like you or another doctor, we work a lot with like the bariatrics division in Novant and stuff like that. And with people having bariatric surgery, things like that, there's certain ways that they're not supposed to train or eat right away and, and stuff like that right after surgery. So we work all the time with people in the medical field, um, hand in hand to know. And that's one thing our coaches will be doing is they'll be, if they need to call up their doctor or, or you or anybody and, and be kind of side by side with you on what they're doing for programming. They will then, absolutely hundred you know, percent do that. With that comes a system of communication. Yeah, I mean, it does. You know, yeah. as well as anybody, Dr. Kuntz, we have, um, collaborated, uh, more than a few times on more than a few different clients. And, um, you know, that in itself comes down to a open line of communication at yeah. all times, because when you're dealing with things that are outside of my scope as a trainer, um, I need to make sure that I have a full understanding. So there, I mean, there have been times when, you know, Dr. Kuntz will send me a voice message, um, you know, when he's wrapping up at the office and he finishes up with one of his patients, who's a client of mine. Mm-hmm. And, um, I will have to call him and say, all right, let's talk about this again. <laughs> Because there's, there's a lot that you'll, you know, explain that I need to, you know, understand that, that I, I fully know that I know how I'm going to apply this information to this individual's training schedule and lifestyle schedule. So, um, not only we can, we can always look, everybody can always learn more about anything. And so we look to people like you, um, to teach us too, because we don't know everything. We're not, you know, know know-it-alls or anything like that. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's great to like reach outside of your scope to, to learn too, as a, as a coach. Yeah. I'll never stop learning about the human body. I can have every certification and every whatever, but the clinical experience of just continuing to work with different people and work in the trenches and being okay to try different things is invaluable. You know, it's, um, something that I wish every therapist would keep doing. And I wish of course, in an idealistic utopic world, every trainer would, Yeah. but it's just not the reality. So what's been really uh, a pleasure working with you guys is you're you're open-minded to it and kind of futuristic way. We're able to work together on people. So they're getting both angles and both fronts. Right. That's just been, um, something that I've really tried to put a lot of work towards is that we can work as a community to help someone reach goals A to B. Because right. to be honest with me, with you, I've realized my hands are really full just trying to do kind of the hands-on and therapy work. Like It's like, man, we're spending all the time in the world just for them to understand how, you know, let's just say, their knee is moving incorrectly or how they're trying to stabilize or you know, the hands-on work that's needed. There's a lot that goes into the, to the rehab. I can't, I can't do it all. I can start to teach them the idea behind really good quality movement. And then they get more practice with you where they continue to work on that sound movement. They get more practice time, actually somewhat forced practice time, which is great because almost Mm -hmm. everyone needs a lot of repetitions when they need to start to learn how to squat again or lunge again. 
we need thousands of repetitions, right? It's not going to be an exercise one time a week for 10 reps. Like, I can right. legitimately tell you I've been working on my squat form for probably 14 years now. Like, oh, legitimately, yeah. right? And will I keep working on it? Yes. Have mm -hmm. I gotten better in the past year despite training for 13 years? Absolutely. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. after like 13 and a half years, something really clicked like six months ago. And all of a sudden, I was just getting compliments left and right. Like, damn, your squat looks really good. Like, people are like, just, you could see them like watching and they come up to me and I'm like, what did you want? They're like, yeah. squat looks really good. And I'm not yeah. saying that to brag or egotistic, but I'm telling you, I'm telling people, I've been just enveloped in the health and fitness world for like, since I was 17 mm -hmm. now, right? And I've been working on my form and learning. And it's it, like, it's probably not too far fetched for me to say I, I, it's taken me 14 years like to really get refined, clean movement, yep. right? Yeah. So what's been really fun is that I can start to plant the seeds with people. And I, I kind of see this as a future of, of what healthcare should probably look like instead of this disdain and this distance between therapists and trainers. Where it's like, rabble, rabble, rabble. Right. They never like working together. Right. It's more of a handoff and it's communicative where I like the fact that I can hop on, get on the call with you on the way home. Be like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. What are you seeing? You know, and having an open-minded converse conversation, there's no level of subordination going on. It's like, hey, what are you seeing with your eyes and your vantage point? This is what I'm seeing too. Let's see if we can yeah. make something work. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and I mean, to, to Brittany's point and to Marta's point, I mean, you know, this, this also comes along with the importance of, you know, asking questions. If you're a potential client or you're looking at hiring a professional, you need to ask questions. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to have an understanding that this person is willing to work with uh, or, or this person has a network in the first place right. of good people to work with if they do require something that's outside of a trainer's yeah. scope. And frankly, you know, to your point, um, trainers do, you know, they, they are scared sometimes to refer out to other people and, and it's 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 just so wrong it is it's a complete wrong way of yeah. thinking i mean it builds so much rapport T chad tell me how good it looks that we have you know a couple people that we work together that literally have their team of doctors and their trainer and this person manages this and that person manages that it's pure joy they've it's never, amazing <laughs> they've never felt it's, anything like that and i'm not even yeah. really being facetious or over the top they're just like it feels so good to know that I can go to them, get my training, answer any questions that they need because there's only so much of the time of the day for both of us, right? And even exactly. if we're only seeing X amount of people, we're still going that much above and beyond the standard level of expectations so that we can answer those specific questions. So if you know there's specific questions for me, I'll answer them, they come to you, and then we can come together and it's kind of like a full team working with someone and they yeah. feel it. And I think that's they like do. the coolest thing that I have the experience for sure. Yeah, that when having worked with those clients. And honestly, for other fitness professionals listening in, hopefully you can see and, and perhaps kind of follow suit. Here we are. We've got some fitness professionals. I'm a sports therapist. We're, we're talking here together. We're working mm -hmm. together. I think the age of like trainer and therapist hating each other, I, I, that should be well behind us. We should be much yeah, bigger than that. For sure. I think it should really be patient-centered care, especially in the state of our traditional healthcare system where people right. are – oh, boy, you'll give me a whole rant here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, i got to tone it down here real quick. You guys are on the, like the very front line. You guys are the first people essentially to come into contact with. So you guys almost have the biggest decision of like, who do they need to see? Is it time for you to see yeah. Chad? Or is this something we can work with? Is it time for you to go see an ortho? Uh, and so for you guys to be open-minded to that and being able to kind of redirect people, not only do they feel it and they know it, 
but I truly feel like it's, it is the best in their interest. And that's because you guys are confident. You know that it's only in their best interest to do that. And that it'll actually help you out too as a business because they know you've made the best genuine decision possible to help yeah. that person. I think people can kind of know if someone's like, oh, let's just keep working through it. And yeah. yet they're limited in their ability to actually work out, which is why yeah. they're there, right? It should be almost a performance state where they come to right. you. And even if your performance is like a 45-degree air squat, that's your level of performance, yeah. right? But you should yeah. still be performing to almost your highest level possible. Sure, we're going to have aches and pains and histories we occurred in injury. Very, very, very few, if any, are walking through this life that aren't dealing with anything. But it's about right. can you manage it? And can we still perform well? And I think what I've loved about you guys is when it hits that threshold where it's like, we are really just twiddling our thumbs and scratching our heads to just try to get you to move. This feels yeah. like almost a waste of time in your time. You know, let's let's find the next direction. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, to- it, it, really, it really doesn't do anything. I mean, if I keep working with somebody and continue to work with them because I'm scared to lose them to, you know, you know, cause affordability or whatever else you're afraid to lose them because of, if I keep working with them, not only is that it hindering them, but it's, um, it's, uh, it's just, it, it, what are you going to do? Injure them more? And then you look awful at the end of the day. So it's just, it goes into so much. Absolutely. But, well, listen guys, we're coming up. Right around an hour. Um, yeah, go ahead. So she's kind of, yeah, I think our, our Instagram video just sent it. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so guys, to kind of wrap up, we've talked about a lot of different stuff. Tell us a little about where you're located. How can people get in touch with you? What's the best way to kind of get started? Yeah, man. So, um, we're, again, we're located right on the Mint Hill-Matthews line. So if you're anywhere near Matthews, Mint Hill, uh, right, off, right off 51, yeah. um, like five minutes up Providence, the road from the yeah. Dick's Sporting Goods, Marshalls, yeah. all of that. We're pretty accessible. Um, if, if people are interested in working with us, I mean, really the best way to get a hold of us is, you know, our, our, our office phone number is right there on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, obviously. So, um, email, you know, but our, uh, you know, our process, it's not, you know, uh, man, and this, again, it, it just comes with painting a broad stroke, man. There, uh, you know, a lot of times people get a hold of us and say, what's the price, man? Like, what, what's the, what's, and it's like, you know, you know, as well as anybody, it's like, um, it's like prescribing something to an individual without actually diagnosing their issue. If you can call a fitness center and they can tell you what yeah. the price is, um, you know, then you're probably not the first thing on their, you know, to-do list is taking care of you. Right. So, absolutely. Uh, you know, when people get a hold of us, first and foremost, we, yeah. we typically will meet on a Zoom call or something like this. Um, especially right now, we are right, doing all right of our meetings now, on Zoom. Right now, everything is Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's fine. Um, otherwise, they come to the facility, and we'll do. Um, we'll really take sort of a diagnostic approach and just try to understand what the biggest issues are. What are the limiting factors? What do they actually want to get out of you know a program like this? Because it is a program, and it will require yeah. you know a lot of dedication and stuff like that. So. Um, first and foremost, just comes diagnosing what they're dealing with as a human being, right? Physiologically, physically, um, and mentally. Uh, and then we'll kind of put a course of action in place. Okay. Um, I'm not going to tell somebody they need to be with me for an entire year if that's really just not the case. Right. Right. Um, you know, we, we really, I want to understand what the goals are first 
And then we're going to make a determination on what the best course of action is full coaching, um, workouts, you know, what, whatever it is. And, um, what people don't realize, especially now in today's day and age with all this COVID stuff going on is, you know, the vast majority of what we do and how we work with people is online. It's remote. It's remote. Yeah. You know, um, people show up here for the training sessions, but all the rest of the coaching gets done online through, you know, a platform of communication and all that kind of stuff. So, um, again, first and foremost, it's just, you know, you got to get a hold of us. You got to take that step. You have to make the decision to want to change and do something for yourself. Um, and then we'll assess you, you know, kind of figure out where you're at. Um, find the best path course of action for you and then, and then start digging, you know, um, you know, we don't, I'd never toss somebody right into the middle of a workout, um, with advanced people in the room. It's, there's, it's always going to start with an orientation and assessment, um, understanding what they're physiologically going through and what they can physically do and how they move. Right. Um, you can, you can determine, you can determine a lot about an individual's skeletal structure and muscle mechanics with just a few movement patterns. You, sure can. you know what I mean? Right. So right. And I, I don't think enough emphasis is placed on a real solid assessment phase. Um, that's the foundation of what you're about to set up with this individual. So Perfect. that's what you can expect to go through walking through our doors. Um, yeah. I love that. And knowing that it's not for everyone, because I had the same discussion and it's like, I have no idea. There are literally probably a thousand variables that I'll need to know before I can give you an answer. And it wouldn't be fair for me to tell you that you're going to be like our average Joe who needs eight visits or nine visits. It'd be totally a, a disjustice for you and injustice for you. We hey, have to I totally. That, I know that process. We know that process. <laughs> I know that you. process. Yeah. Honestly, when because um, we we did it. We we went to you uh, to work with Brittany and. Um, yeah. You know, when we walked out of that appointment, I, I remember like it was yesterday. We and looked why. at each other and we were like, yes, yes. this is the doctor. Yeah, like, nice, this yeah. is the guy because your level of care and just. It was a diagnostic yeah, approach. Yeah, it was What just does great. she need? It was right. Great. What does she need? And that's kind of what you guys are doing too. So if people get on the phone and talk to you and you say, well, it kind of depends. That's literally the best answer that I could ever hear. I'd be like, great. Like, they're going to actually look at me and assess. Yes. They haven't made up their mind yeah. about, you know, I need whatever, let's throw out a number, a $500 package for 12 weeks or something like that. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. they haven't already uh, put me on that cookie cutter train. Like they're yeah. going to actually look at me and ask questions, you know, and that's something that is just, uh, it's missed because everything's moving faster. Everything right. is uh, heading in the, the trend of group and go and push hard. Yeah. But um, the model that I'm kind of adhering to and what I'm hearing from you guys too, it's like, we're going to slow it down. Sit your tail down right now. I'm going to ask you a few questions. I'm going to observe your movement. And then we're going to create a program specifically around that. And then I'm not going to let you get away with it. I'm going to coach your ass to make sure you get to where you want to be. Exactly. You better be the right client because otherwise this isn't going to work out. I like that. And we like to say, you know, the coaching, that's the insurance. That's the insurance, man. Right. That's how I'm going to make sure that you get a return on the investment. Right. You get where you want to go. Right. All right. And everybody's happy. Yeah. But... Typically, people need coaching, man. <laughs> oh, 100% yeah. of the time. Yeah. yeah. So, well, listen, guys, this was awesome. I wouldn't doubt if we get back online and do this again because I feel like there's a lot more we could unpack. But I think people okay. are going to have to probably go back and listen to this a couple of times to, to see how they align with everything and kind of put themselves in the story because there was a lot to kind of go through. And um, when, we, when you discuss the whole fitness industry, it's A, continuing to evolve. It's B, moving mm-hmm. faster than ever. And C may not be heading in the right direction. So we have to continue to navigate that and guide that and then create our own pathway 
of what do we think as kind of local health and fitness professionals, what do we think it could look like and how can we make that happen? And I think we already are, which has really kind of been exciting. So I look forward to yeah. when all this gets over and through. Um, and we're going to definitely come over there and we'll check this out. We'll probably do I another can't. live and, and just kind of show people what, what you've got going on. So I'm excited for you guys. And for those that are listening or catch replay on this, give them a call because because they're uh, untraditional hybrid-like method, there's actually a lot, and I'll let you guys touch on this to finish out, but there's actually a lot that you could do right now with probably more time than ever on your hands. Yes. You can actually get health, healthy. I actually heard this the other day, the quarantine cut, which I like, <laughs> which is better than the quarantine 15, which is like yeah. a... <laughs> which is like a 19 freshman. day shred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me who isn't like bored at home sometimes and stares at the fridge, looks oh, at yeah. it a couple of times like, damn it, I really want that whatever cupcake yeah. or something that's sitting in there. So let's get everyone busy. Let's actually get them focused and using the time that they have to head in the right direction. So how about this? Why don't you guys finish with telling us a little bit about how people can use the time right now when they're stuck inside, how they can actually turn it around and get healthier and fit. Yeah. Um, get up. That's literally my, my <laughs> first thing. Move, get yeah. up and move. It is very easy to get stuck behind your desk all day, stuck behind a TV all day. Um, it is extremely easy. I, you know, I've even, I'm a, I'm a human. I've caught myself a couple of times sitting down at the computer to do work Same. and realizing that I need to literally stand up and stretch down to my toes Same. and move around and go out and take the dog for a walk just to get my, you know, lymphatic system going and and my body moving and, and, and get myself out there. People don't realize how much, uh, steps matter, um, in a day. And that's, we, we, that's one of the things that we monitor with coaching is your step count because that matters a lot. And a lot of people can just start there. Right. I mean, quite literally you can start there by just getting up and moving. Um, but, you know, there's there's so I got many one. things. I got one. Um, a lot of times people, we hear a lot on the in the trenches, <laughs> time <laughs> is tough, right? It's oh, never, yeah. you know, people have a hard time yeah. creating time to, you know, explore new food options new, from a nutritional perspective, right? Because it's, um, you know, everybody's on the go all the time, right? And but it's now like, you got a lot of time. Now you got a lot of time. So now, you know, now <laughs> might be a good time to um, to dive into like, like we gave a superfoods guide out for free. It's got a bunch of great foods in it, whatever. So go download it or something. And, um, you know, make n- no plug, I swear. Um, it's free. Um, try making like some new smoothies or something or like make something that could satisfy your sweet tooth that's healthy. Nice Maybe that. it has like some 94% dark chocolate in it, something that's got, you know, like good for your body and it's got good nitrates. And like, yeah. like there's ways to make healthy, good stuff that yeah. maybe you could like figure that process out while you're staying home for the next like 60 days. Right. Um, <laughs> 60 that days. Way, like when you do jump back into the world, like you're kind of well equipped and maybe you've got some new recipes or I something. Well, like and that. I, I will like, add, don't be lazy. I will add to that. We have the superfoods guide not to um, prevent you from getting COVID yeah. or cure COVID True. because that's what a lot of on social media, again, a lot of people's guides that are coming out, it makes it seem like if you eat this food, it's going to prevent you from getting the virus and it's going to cure the virus. Yeah, I am not a medical doctor and I'm not going to tell you that eating a certain food is going to prevent all and cure all. Yeah. What it will do is it will strengthen your immune system and it'll help you fight the fight. Um, honestly, if, if you're prone to getting it or, or, or you get it or whatever else, you're in a better spot eating healthy 
and working out and, and taking care of yourself than you are not. So right. yeah, I love it. we're giving you the tools. So, yeah. And honestly, like there's, um, right now guys, like for anybody that's listening or listens, uh, right now is probably not the time to go extreme dieting or extreme mm-hmm. training. Okay. Yeah. I, I would utilize this time, um, when this virus is going around and your immune system is, you know, you're, you're gotta be on the lookout, right? Nobody wants to get this thing. So just be mindful of things that will compromise your immune system. Mm -hmm. Things like antibiotic cycles, things like, um, uh, screwing up your sleep cycles, things like extreme dieting or training that's causing a lot of oxidative stress. A lot of people are taking their, their workouts outside right now and they're doing things like running. Be aware that if you don't, run normally, if you don't train that, you could be causing more oxidative stress to your system than you might be used to. And that could do something like compromise your immune system. Is that something we want to do at this time? Probably not. I would dial that back down to the importance of actually having a coach that has your best interest in mind and can factor in things like what's happening right now. Right. So, you know, I don't really have any clients right now dieting hard. Mm-hmm. everybody's maintaining and keeping their immune system really strong and healthy. Mm-hmm. A lot of berries, a lot of natural foods. And, um, everybody's workouts are focused around number one, recovery and maintenance right Love. now. You know what I mean? So I'm actually going to go do a little bit of a leg workout, like five feet behind me. I've got 55 pound interchangeable dumbbells, which can give me a good ride. And like, yeah. it's funny. My wife was like, why do you have 70 pound, 80 pound, 90 pound dumbbells in this closet? And she was asking me that for like six months. And I was like, one day I'll need it. One day I'll need it. That's amazing. guess what? I got a couple of big boys in there that I can actually kind of keep it moving. But to your point, uh, we don't need to be crushing our workouts right now. A lot of it's just getting some good clean reps in. If you can maintain the muscle mass you have, which is great. And like, I think you hit a really good point to kind of close up. If you haven't really run before and all of a sudden you're going to go out and run five miles right now, like maybe you shouldn't do that. Like I've had a lot of people text me, hey, I got shin splints now. We got Achilles tendonitis. Well, let's yeah, hear about like, you know what happened. Well, it was nice out, and I decided to go run because I can't do anything. It's like, listen, I understand yeah. this great intent, and you want to get out, but we yeah. do need to be for it. little happy mediums about this too. Yeah. So, yes, exactly. Hey, maybe yeah. we'll catch up another time and how to handle your health and fitness right now during COVID nineteen. That might be something yeah. we can touch on. Yeah, uh, for sure. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Thanks again, guys, for hopping on. Um, Thank you. We'll make sure to put all your information. If you're on this on podcast, we'll put it underneath the story notes, YouTube down below, Facebook right now, and we'll okay. put that down below. So thanks so much for guys for hopping on. It was really great. I'm sure we'll catch up again soon and have a great rest of your day. Stay healthy. Yeah. You thanks too. a lot, man. All right, thanks. you got it. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's primetime episode. If you have any questions or comments regarding this episode, just email me at chadk at pr1memovement.com. That's chadk at primemovement.com. Thank you.